0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And guys, tonight we have a very special episode with uh, Mr. Andy Palmer, which we've had in the past. So excited to have him again. His movie Witness Infection we kind of touched on last time, but we couldn't talk about it very much because it had not released yet. Now it has been released and it's getting... A lot of uh, nods, it's getting awards, it's getting a lot of good feedback, and it's a fucking fantastic movie. Me and Becky both love it. So we invited Andy back on the show to talk about it, and so we're super excited to have him again.
1: Yeah, guys, if you want to go back to, it was episode 57, Um, if you didn't have a chance to listen to uh, the first time that we interviewed Andy, and we talked a lot about his early films, Funhouse Massacre um camp coldbrook had been out by that time if you guys haven't seen that definitely need to check that out are they both um, still on tubi witness infection i know camp coldbrook is for sure um but yeah Andy, if you want to go ahead and thank you for joining us again (laughs) thank you appreciate that
2: thank you guys for having me on again i'm glad i like to i like to be i feel like is it like saturday night live where you know i think is it after six times i get a jacket you know, I get the I get the red jacket, so I'm I'm excited to, you know, keep keep coming on. I'm I'm waiting for my jacket. I was gonna, gonna say, gonna so after the
0: sixth time he gets a jacket, right? We're gonna
1: make that. We're gonna happen. work on
0: that. We're gonna make we're that gonna
1: happen. Make. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're gonna we're gonna I get a DFWTO it. red jacket. We'll work yeah. it out. We'll have to make sure yeah, it's a yeah, red yeah. jacket so, so don't we can. Yep. With the original on the back. <laughs> love
0: it. Yes, Andy, repping us. We love it.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: So, um. How long has Witness Infection been out now?
2: Just a couple weeks. And so we came out on March 30th. Wow.
0: I yep. feel like I've seen that forever ago because <laughs> I watched it you, during the horror you round. Did
2: see it, you guys did see it forever ago because I sent you a, an advanced copy. Although you should watch it. You should definitely watch it again because um, it's so much better. My dog, my dog, like literally decided to go. You guys went on air. He's been dead silent this whole time we've been talking, and now he's like. He's like, I'm just going to have the zoomies in the, in the, in the, in the room here. Oh, that's, um,
1: it's, it's what happens.
2: Uh, yep, it does. He's very cute, though. So, um, But no, yeah, you guys saw it a long time ago, but you should watch it again because, uh, you know, you guys saw it like pre-sound mix and all the, all the goodies. So it's, uh, it actually is a, a lot better better looking and sounding movie since you guys watched it.
0: Is it the same as the one that was released in Horror Hound?
2: It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, if you saw it, at, if you saw it at the horror hound, then you're good. Then you're good. I there. did, so. I
0: did.
2: <laughs> okay, well then, then, never mind. You don't need to watch it again. That was just me, just selfishly trying to like get two more, two more rentals. Well, over. I like, do. I was gonna rentals. say, are so, you kidding
0: me? I'm still, I'm still gonna pay money to rent that again to watch it again to support you. Well,
2: you're you're too nice. You're too nice. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: All right, Andy. So, when you started your, um, you know, your thoughts for witness infection? Oh my God! When you started, and your, it starts, and it happens. Um, when you that's started, how your, I pronounce it? Witness and Infection. infection. <laughs> witness infection. Billy, <laughs> that, that Midwest accent. <laughs> um, when you started Go. your thought process through that, like, where what inspired you to write this amazing story? Because I love. I, the fact that it's literally mafia meets World War Z—like, what in the world? Like, got you to think of that?
2: It—it it, it was not me, actually. I was—I was, but a—I was, but a man brought on board this already crazy train. Uh, this is the witness infection is the brainchild of uh, comedians Carlos, Carlos Rocky and Jill Michelle Melion, who are both uh, also producers. Uh, Carlos was our financier. Uh, and, uh, and they're both in the movie. So Carlos and I go way back. Um, he was, and if you guys don't know, Carlos is a huge, uh, voiceover actor. Uh, he's the, uh, the voice of Rocco and Rocco's modern life. And he's a uh, fairly odd parents. And he was the Gilkiru Taco Bell dog. And, um, okay. he does, he does, I mean, he's been in, done everything. And then, uh, and Jill Michelle Malian was on Mad TV. She was on Reno 911 with Carlos. So Carlos and I met on a web series, and then he was in the first movie I ever directed, Find Me. Uh, I flew him out to my hometown, uh, he had him stay in this like you know horrible hotel, the only one that we could afford, you know, for, <laughs> for our our very modest budget. And then Carlos was in Fun House, and mm-hmm. so he uh, had written this project, and then thought of me to direct it. So that's how it all came about. Is that he and Jill had literally put the whole movie together. Uh, they had cast. They were casting all their friends, their comedian and voiceover friends, and I was just kind of brought in to uh, to shepherd it.
1: I think we had talked about Carlos a little bit in the uh, the last time we had talked because I I had mentioned how he pretty much uh, was a huge part of my childhood. <laughs> like I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I grew up with him. Like I had a yeah. Taco Bell T shirt when I was a kid with the Chihuahua on it. Like I watched all those shows. Like I still have, I have like Rocco t-shirts, like even now as an adult, like I'm, I've been such a huge fan of his. My dad and I are huge fans of Reno 911. I don't know how anybody could not be a fan of Reno 911. Yeah. That show is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just great to hear that because that's what, that was the thing that I really, um, well, there were a million things Personally, that I loved about witness infection, but I did love the fact that um like we as we were talking before before we started recording that I'm I'm a big uh, stand-up comedy fan and I recognized a lot of faces. Like I read, you know, Gary yeah. Anthony Williams, like right off the bat, um, you know, and especially like comedic actors, voiceover actors, because that does kind of go hand in hand. There are quite a few actors that are either comedic actors or stand-ups that get into voiceover work um probably because it pays amazingly i've heard
2: um i've mean, <laughs> also yeah, heard I mean, that yeah definitely uh i mean car like i said carlos carlos financed this whole movie so it, it must it must be doing i'm not financing any movies so he must <laughs> be doing well um but yeah we had just we had some legendary voiceover we had tara strong who yep, was, mm-hmm. you know she's harley quinn and all the DC animated movies. She's My Little Pony. She's Powerpuff Girls. Yep. Uh, we had Maurice LaMarche, who's Pinky in the Brain and Peter Like you said, Gary Anthony Williams. We had Joe Wrightman, uh, Aaron Hayes, who's like an incredible. She's not a, a voiceover actress, but an incredible comedian. Yep. Um, we had Brett Ernst, who's a uh, you know a uh, uh, he lives oh, in God. Ohio where you guys are. And uh, I can't believe I forgot about Brett. <laughs>
1: So, Ding on me um, because I'm a fan. I'm a stand-up fan of him. I'm a fan of his stand-up. Yeah, so yeah, stand-up,
2: his stand-up's great, and it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like they were all connections of Carlos and Jill, and for a movie our size to have you know that talent, it, it definitely makes my job um, it makes my job easy when everybody's hysterical. And then obviously uh, uh you have uh, uh Rob Belushi. And you have uh, Vince Don Vito. So yeah, it was, the cast was incredible. It was it was the only movie I've never liked. because I'm I'm very particular about casting because I I you know for me so much of directing is casting and if you cast the right people then when you're shooting you know your job as a director is much easier because you're not having to get folks places that you you know you need them to get to to get the tone of the story right and so that was really it was a scary proposition for me to come in not knowing anybody and them intimately knowing people, you know, and I had this conversation with them right before we shot it said, I said, guys, I think the first couple of days we need to be very cognizant of um, you. These guys are all your friends. And so when like, I call cut. They're going to look to you for answers to questions. If something doesn't feel right or, you know, they want to try something, they're naturally going to go to you because they know you. There's a familiarity there. And I was like, I need them to come to me because that's my job. And if they're if they're coming to you, and I have a different idea, or Jill has one idea, or Carlos has one idea, we're never going to get through a day, you know. And so I said, you know, if we have ideas, or if you guys want to spin something, or something like that, pull me aside, tell me, we'll try stuff. But we need the flow to come through me because that's just the way it works, you know. <laughs> so. And so they were like, okay, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and that, yeah, and it, and it actually, it worked out. I think the, the nice thing was, is that they were both acting on the first couple days uh, in, that we shot, both Carlos and Joe were acting in those days too. And so it, it, they were able to kind of like take on that role rather than the producer role right off the bat. And then we established a nice rhythm and, and, a, and I established a trust with the actors and then that was very easy. But, uh, but yeah, I was really nervous about that
1: that's awesome because that actually I feel like that shows you know after after what we saw like because I think that um certain films that I've heard of like behind the scenes stories and then you see the final cut of the film it shows (laughs) that there was clearly a conflict somewhere with direction producing acting like some i i I believe it shows on screen i think it does absolutely um
2: it it definitely does yeah really yeah it's really movie making movies is really it's really tough and and you know you're it's a it's a convergence of all these ideas uh from all these people and you know you have to just you know it's it's knowing you know it's knowing when You know, I always say this. Directors, young directors, or you know, some directors make they make a mistake of like feeling that they have to know everything. They have to have the answer for everything, and so a lot of times they'll answer something incorrectly. You know that they don't know, but they'll just kind of dig their heels in to just because they should know. You know, they're the one in charge and stuff. And I'm definitely. I think that that's a mistake because you can ultimately get something really wrong with the movie and then you get in the post and you're like, oh crap. I, I think as a director, it's okay. Uh, if, if an actor asks you a question or if someone asks you a question, you know, not to be like, I have no idea and then walk away, but all but to explore something uh, for a few minutes and talk things out. I don't know. I'll never forget on uh, um You know, as, I guess it's, I guess the idea is having, having an answer, even if you're like, let me think about that for a minute, and then and then and then exploring it. Like I'll never forget on the first night of shooting Funhouse Massacre, the very first night, um, it had been written that that uh, the the uh, Gerardo character, the guy that played Machete, uh, he had like a he had like a truck, and I, I just pictured like them, you know, rolling into the park with like everybody kind of in the bed of his truck, and there was it would create like some nice you know dialogue with everybody going back and forth. And not even thinking in my mind that like nobody was riding with him in the in the cab. And really, what it came down to was that like the whole conversation happens in the in the car, and there's no there would be there. You can't have somebody like kind of like leaning in from the back of the you know back of the cab. Uh, but but Eric came up to me and he goes, why does not anybody ride in the cab with me? You know, and I was like, and you know, the incorrect answer as a director is because you know, well, because I have all this dialogue and I need people to talk back and forth, you know. And, and so I was just like, well, you know what it is? I was like, your girlfriend is really jealous. She is a jealous type. And she just, she if she even smelled somebody else's perfume or cologne in the cab of your car, she'd have a meltdown. So you have to have them right in the bed. You know, they have to ride in the back. And that's all Eric, that's all he needed. And he was just like, boom, just ran with it. And then it was like all these improv scenes of him talking to his, girlfriend on the phone that were not even in the script and it just became this kind of hilarious uh through line and stuff like that but you know you just you you, sometimes you just have to like stop down for a second and, and kind of explore answers you know so um that's, yeah, that's that's so the, funny. I
0: never even knew that because I re- I was just thinking I was like I remember him talking to his girlfriend on the phone and him being like ah like... yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally
2: became this running thing. We do it like three or four times in funhouse. That was never in the script. It was never in the script. And the moment that like he kind of started running with that, then he then it got he got that idea. He was like, oh, I should call her. He's like, instead of just sitting listening to music, I should be on the phone and she should be yelling at me. And I was like, great, do it. You
1: know, so <laughs> fantastic. Um, you
2: know, have her yell at you louder. <laughs> right, exactly. Have this, have this have the nobody on the other end of the phone yell at you louder. So, um, yeah, so it's just, you know, I, I it's 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 all for me making movies is all about just finding the right tone, and especially my movies that are a little, you know, they're a little wonky. I mean, this witness infection itself is the premise of it, it's Ridiculous, you know this idea of these mobster families accidentally witness relocated. They're at war. There's an arranged marriage. Oh yeah, and the zombie apocalypse. And it's very hard to be like, totally. What are we trying to say? (laughs) What are we trying to say here? You know. I love
0: that though. I love that when I watched it, I was like, "There's, it's, it's everywhere." I love that this is just all over the place. Especially how it started, because you have these hunters that are just chilling. And then the guy's eating this nasty looking shit. And all of a sudden he's like, I don't feel good. And then you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, of course, the
1: zombie apocalypse would be started from food poisoning. It's some absolutely radical food poisoning. And all of
0: the burping and farting that ensues. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. That was like incredible. That was never I had never thought of that. I, I was in my mind was like. Yeah, they're kind of zombies I do remember talking to Jim Ojala our effects artist going he's like what do you want the zombies to look like and I was like I was like I want them to be like rotting sausages I was like I want it to be like a bratwurst that's like you know and, and I was like not like the bratsies from from yoga hosers like not like rounded but I was like but I want that like gray veiny sort of bulbous you know like I'm and like say no more and he like his his the zombies were exactly exactly like how i wanted them it was amazing but the burping and the farting and all that stuff that was actually uh my my audio mixer uh dave and he started like sending me these things like so this is a little and and i actually was very resistant because i was like oh it's kind of cheesy but he just kind of blended it all together so finally i was like no that's hilarious it's it's really hilarious like little things like when Mr. Georgeman gets killed and it's just like he falls and it's just kind of elongated fart and I'm just like oh my god, that's it's, it's ridiculous but it's very funny.
1: Well, and it worked. It, it worked. wasn't like <laughs> because, I mean, you can watch some movies can have dick and fart jokes and take it way too far. And oh, you mean every movies? single comedy about sex in the early 2000s?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Besides,
0: um, besides not another teen movie because that shit was funny.
2: So, mo, that that is funny.
1: Mo, well, and and none of the, and I'm I'm partial to Kevin Smith. So, any dick and yeah. fart jokes he did, he was the originator, and and they were the best. But yeah. but I'm but yeah. I'm biased. I agree. Um, but I but you know with the whole premise of it being from this tainted food, it <laughs> it fit like it wasn't. Yeah. It was, and that that particular scene, it was supposed to be funny, and then that that. That fit. It fit perfectly.
2: Um, yeah, and it was like you just you kind of do it so, like you don't make a, a crazy, you don't make it crazy. Obviously, I'll tell you one part where like again, this is a tone thing that where where the script was a little different than than what I had in mind, and I think ultimately once Carlos saw it, uh, he was like, oh my god, that is so much that is so much funnier. There's the scene where Mr. Miola is talking to his uh, his daughter Patricia. And then he tells the bodyguards to go get the uh, to go get Anthony and Mario to the hitmen, and he's and he's sitting there on the phone with her, and he's farting, and he's blaming the farts on his bodyguards. That actually wasn't written like that. It was written like a Blazing Saddles thing, where they had all been eating the sausages, and he's farting, and they're farting, and there was all this farting going on. And I was like, man, I was like, it is a funny scene in Blazing Saddles.
1: Oh, it's I amazing. Like, I was like,
2: I just feel like it's too broad, like it's too broad for this movie. And so I pitched Carlos this idea. I was like, what if he farts like twice and he blames it on his henchmen and they have to apologize for him farting? And he was like, well, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like he did it and it was really funny. And so, um, so that was one of those things where I was like, you know, the, in the script, it was written a little broader and I was like, eh, let's just. Let's rein that in a little bit, and I think that was kind of the that was kind of the thing that I was looking for tone wise. Was like, this is ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. But if we play it as straight up as possible, then that's where the humor will kind of come in.
1: And it did. I mean, it worked. Good.
2: I it it worked
1: for me. I I thought it was hilarious. Um, There was one scene in particular
0: with a toilet seat that I remember. uh,
2: where Rob's sitting on the toilet?
0: Yes. Dude,
2: I I thank you.
0: That that yeah. is the scene I that sticks in my head more than anything else because I literally went, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I just like I'm so glad you said that because I that was another um that was another scene that I was like, that was another scene where there was something very, like, it was very big and broad had been kind of drawn up for it and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I think, A, we're going to struggle with doing this time-wise. And I just loved the idea that in Mr. Sorelli's mind, Dominic and, and Carlo had done everything they could to save Joey Miola. And Carlo is actually just going to the bathroom. And so he's sitting on the shitter, and I picture him watching a dodo video, you know, of, like, a pit bull that was rescued by a parakeet. And meanwhile, there's, like, this mob brawl going on in the other, like, in the other room. And he's just like, "I'm I'm good. I'm fine here, you know? Like, I just, I thought that was hysterical. But I I definitely hadn't heard anybody, like, go that. That was very funny. I thought it was Um,
0: really funny, because it was like... It's, it's it's one of those things like when you're in, when in a movie where like someone is so ready or not that scene where I almost said Donnie his name's not Donnie <laughs> his name is not Donnie yeah, in yeah. that movie what is his name in that movie? Christian Braun I can't think of his name in the movie um big orphan black fan his name in orphan black is I'm Donnie. sorry that's why I
1: squealed I apologize <laughs> you said Donnie it I was, was like, like Donnie his name's not Donnie. Don. Our, our I, audience is, not all of our audience is going to know that. The, who the but fuck is okay? Donnie? Uh, Donnie? Yeah.
0: So he's sit- Christian Braun sitting on
1: the toilet trying to,
0: watching a YouTube video about how to use a crossbow. That's what it made me think of. <gasps> yeah. Because yeah. the guy's literally yeah. like, I don't know how to use this crossbow. And he's watching a YouTube video while she literally plummets like and hits the outside <laughs> while he's looking at, that's what it made me think of. And that's why I appreciated it.
2: Yes. Go, yeah, I'm so glad. Also so personal right. so I, I absolutely I absolutely love that scene and I, I, it's haven't, a great I scene. haven't heard anybody mention it like in any of the reviews or anything like that. And I was like, hmm, oh, man. Maybe I maybe I was off on that one, but I'm glad I'm glad you guys <laughs> like, This is why I, we're friends, I, I Andy.
0: Really like this is why we're friends, we're connected. Personal yeah, attack we're connected I to I a
1: bathroom me. scene. <laughs> personal attack, yeah. by the way, on the dodo videos in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I, I take that personally. Um I, I love Dodo. Videos. Just want to say, I don't absolutely. know. I don't know how I don't know how my secret got out, but I don't appreciate that. Well, your secrets in a no. film now, so
2: <laughs> No, man. Immortalized yeah, they're, forever. They're, they're absolutely incredible. We adopted a we adopted a 9-year-old pit bull uh, about 5 months ago and so now my you know, my feed oh. is just flooded with everything pity on Instagram and 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 every time there's a Dodo video of bull, I'm just like I will I, I will just stop in traffic and just like I'm sorry I'm watching a video right now. I don't know what the and what to tell you but this pitbull is, you know, is best friends with this deer and I'm like I just think that's adorable. So, I have um,
1: I have sobbed at Dodo videos.
2: I yeah, have some,
1: I have yeah. sobbed like my husband has called me on his lunch break and he goes, "Oh my god, did you watch Why are you crying? He's like, what, what Dodo video was it today? Which, which one, which one did it where you're sobbing? Like, like something really serious. There's some very emotional ones. I know we just kind of went off track a little bit, but that is okay. When do we not go off track? He literally
0: thought our first 30 minutes of conversation was the podcast because that's how we
1: do. (laughs) So (laughs) that's. How we do actually that is a good yeah. segue into something that we did talk about before that i did want to bring up yes um oh yeah Talk the about reviews the reviews that, that you've
2: gotten too uh, we, well the reviews like overall have been uh really good like i mean i honestly was surprised because it is like a again like the concept is a little it's a little ridiculous and i was hoping people would hoping people would get it and warm up to it and, and for the you know by and large people uh have and and then I, I think the nice thing about the reviews so far is um uh is that people dislike it for the exact same reasons that other people like it of and so course I'm like well at least i know i made the movie i wanted to make you know that's like you know uh people that that dislike it are like yeah i i hate it for these five reasons and they're the exact same five reasons that another reviewer is like i love the movie for this these exact reasons so that's always a good thing because you're like okay great well at least the movie came across the right way uh even if you don't like it but the funniest review that i've gotten so far uh and i can't remember if it was written or it was like a podcast the guy was like, <laughs> the guy was like is it goodfellas no is it movie 43 no and i was like that is a huge swath of films that we are in the middle of like I don't know if it's good or bad because there's a there's that's a like, that's a giant that's a giant spectrum that's like being like listen you're not in LA but you're also not in Boston. And I, know, I mean doesn't, doesn't <laughs> doesn't narrow anything down. There's I'm like a whole it. there's a whole chances. country. I could be in Ohio. I could be in Mississippi. I, all I know is I thought I'm one of the greatest films of all time <laughs> and maybe the absolute worst film of all time. So it was uh, I was like well I guess that puts us somewhere in the history of film you know? <laughs> so, he's that, like that very funny review.
1: They, that that's is true. pretty funny that is pretty funny and it's funny because especially when you said good fellas when we were we were talking about that that is one of my husband's favorite movies one of my favorite movies um we i that's actually what really got me into my my husband's a lot pickier about watching uh he's a little bit pickier about movies than I am. So I kind of have to like certain films. I really have to coax him into watching. And this one, um, I was like, look, it's the, the whole, like mop, the mobster mafia thing. I I was like, you're, you're going to dig this. And then of course he's a big Reno 911 fan. So Carlos being in it, you know, that was, that was a no brainer and he loved it. And, uh, yeah, he loved it and thought it was hilarious. And that was one, I, I feel like that was something that that when you were saying people that loved it and people that hated it, I had never seen a crossover like that with zombie meets, you know what it is? Goodfellas, Goodfellas meets Zombieland. Meets Zombieland. That's exactly what it is. I mean,
2: yeah. it, it definitely, yeah, definitely has that vibe. There was a movie it that really, I, yeah, for um, sure. I had seen as a kid uh, that um, that when Carlos kind of, like, told me about the movie, I, I thought of instantly. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. Uh, it's called Innocent Blood.
0: No. No.
2: No? Okay. All right. This is good. This is good. You guys haven't seen this yet. So it was a movie in the it was late 80s, early 90s uh, called Innocent Blood, and it has Anthony Nopaglia. And it has the woman, and I can't remember her name. She's a French actress, and she was in La Femme Nikita. Um, you guys remember this person?
1: No, help! I'm She's looking gonna, it I'm up right it now. Up I just
2: want to bring it up on the big. Uh, board right her name now. is. It's
1: um, Anne. I'm. I'm going to butcher her last name.
2: Yeah. Um. Halley, Parliade Par- or something. Parlade, like so Parlaw. You know, yes, yes. She was in the uh she was in Luc Besson's La Femme Nikita, the original the French movie. Robert uh, Loggia uh, is in this. Oh yeah. Anthony La Robert Loggia. Don ben Rickles, Terry, Tim Coates. Wow. It's got a, and John Landis directed it. And um Wow And it is a it is a it is a vampire mobster movie. So basically <laughs> uh and, and and we're all butchering her name and and Parlade uh, she plays a vampire, and she basically is, uh, you know she's been around for hundreds of years, and she goes around biting people and killing them, but she kills bad people because uh, she feels she has a you know she feels guilty. Uh, and then she she kills them because she doesn't like she bites them and eats them, and then she kills them because she doesn't want to like spread the the vampire uh, virus at all. And she uh, gets into a row with Robert Loja and bites him and he fights her off before she can kill him. So he turns into a vampire and the whole thing is him, like he becomes like this, this mob boss, vampire.
1: vampire. Uh, wow.
2: and, and then, and then Anthony LaPaglia has to, has to team up with the, the vampire to, to stop them. Uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. It, it's even played um, more straight up like horror than, than witness infection. But like the idea of, of it, uh, I was like, ooh, this is fun. And that was kind of the movie I went back to and, and watched uh, again to try to kind of pull some ideas.
1: I am definitely going to have to watch this. Uh, <laughs> you and your mob films. See, Andy, <laughs> you, to be honest with it's, you, it's honestly, I don't like...
2: It's, like it's, really, it's really underrated. It's really underrated. It it's a good movie. And it's actually kind of like, it's pretty, like it's got some good scares and stuff like that. Like it's, uh, I think probably like John Landis's, you know, one of his more like, you know, kind of scarier movies and stuff like that. Like, it's, you know, even American Werewolf was played pretty straight up, but it's, it's, um, uh, this one, this one even has a little bit more horror element to it. So, uh, it's pretty good. I feel like, I
1: I feel like it looks like since it was sort of played up that the, uh, from the director of an American Werewolf in London, I feel like they, it it looks like they played off of that a lot. Yeah, this is, for something I've never heard of, like that's interesting. Well, and it's it's got you know I'm seeing the two guys from The Sopranos, so
2: yeah, yeah, that's real, no, that's it's awesome. Re- it's really it's really good. It, I, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I was like I remember watching it as a, uh, you know, I was like a kid. I was probably like in seventh or eighth eighth grade, and it was it's a little bit mature. It's very like it's like as Landis goes, it's like it's probably like a little bit more like it's mature. Like there's a there's a pretty decently graphic sex scene in it. And stuff like that you know it's, it's like it's one of his like more states <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like you know um but it's uh it's good well it's thanks good for month. telling me about, about it because kind of...
1: i'm a huge john landis fan i am not i love to... john landis um i don't like mobster movies
0: and i've never told you that but i don't like mobster oh, movies but i loved yours like witness infection i actually really liked it um Becky introduced me to what's that? What's that movie? Bond, bon, the one that Jennifer Tilly's in. Bound. Bound.
2: Oh, bound! Oh man, I okay. I could hardly stand okay. do that you one. Guys, do you guys know that? Do you guys know the whole backstory about Bound, how like how it got made and stuff like that. Well, no. Do you?
1: Okay. I do, but yeah, yeah go well, go <laughs> ahead, you're fine. If,
2: so the, for people so that Wachowski, don't know. It's directed, it's the, it's the first feature that the Wachowski brothers directed, or now the well, now Lana and I, I don't know the other sister's name. Um, so I guess Wachowski sisters now. Um, but um, they had sold a couple screenplays. They had sold Assassins that Joel Silver bought, and they had pitched Joel Silver, The Matrix. And Joel Silver went apeshit and he loved the script and they were going to make it. But Warner Brothers did not want to hire them to direct. And so they basically, they were like, well, let us prove to you guys that we can direct the movie. And so Warner Brothers, I think, had found in turnaround and they, uh, and they basically gave it. It was like a proof of concept movie for the Wachowskis to direct The Matrix. And the movie is fucking awesome, man. The like, movie. it's like... See, like here's the, the problem. And that the, mo-
0: and the movie's, and movie's and good. And
2: that room. I'm like, holy shit. You guys are incredible.
0: <laughs> the movie's amazing. I It's, it's just amazing. not my cup of tea. It's kind of like Dunkirk. Dunkirk is extremely yeah, no, boring to honestly, me, that- but as a movie, yeah. it's fantastic. Like, and yeah. I told Becky that. I'm like... I, as a movie, it was a great movie, but I was extremely bored. Like, mobster movies just don't do it for me. And they don't for a lot of people. I get you.
2: I get you. But, like, yeah, but you look at, like, the, like, the visuals that these guys pulled off in, like, a straight-up thriller, and the movie really never leaves the apartment. I don't think it ever leaves the apartment building. Like, I was just so blown away at, like, how... Like, how they were able to kind of capture, like, make this apartment building. Everything seemed interesting. You know, like, if you look at the premise of the movie, it's not a it's not a, a, a complicated plot. It's a very simple plot. And, uh, I don't know, I just thought they were, it was brilliant in the way that they executed that. And then, um, you know, but I understand, I understand what you're saying. No, it's I do agree the...
0: with you, though. Like, I'll, I'll give props yeah. to it. Like, I will watch oh, yeah. Innocent Blood, too, because it sounds super interesting. But I'm just, I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, it's not that I don't think it's a bad, I think it's a bad movie. I just, it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. We all have like our genres that like, um, you know, that we're just like, we just kind of like, eh, so that's not, that's not my genre, you know, Where you're just like, you're just, you just, the movie can be the best movie in the world. You're like, eh, it's not really for me. You know, uh, I'm, I'm that way. And I think we've all talked about it before. With P.T. Anderson films. Like, I recognize, like, how genius Paul Thomas Anderson is. Oh, my... Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I can't get get into his movies.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much for (laughs) saying (laughs) that. She's like, I feel seen. (laughs) Because, you know, and because you have... Well, and then I'll just say it. There are certain... He has... I feel stupid, but what are some of his movies? He has fans that are such assholes and will just well you just don't get his no no i get it i get it i got it yeah i just can't
2: (laughs) yeah like i mean i I, I, i'm not not an idiot not not taking anything away from him because it's like his like I, i i sit there like i watched i watched uh the year that that there will be blood and that, that no country for old men came out like amc used to do like the all the best picture noms they would do it all the night before the Oscar, or the day before the oscars they would they would play the movies all in one day so you'd buy like a ticket for like 50 bucks and you could watch all the best picture movies in one day and that that year i went and did that and i remember watching um, no country for old men and there will be blood they were back to back and i hadn't seen either one of them before then, and i was like it was, for me, No Country was, like, this perfect example of, like, there was zero, to me, there was zero ego in the movie. Everything oh, yeah. Everything was, like, everything was at the behest of the story and the character. Everything that was created was <laughs> for the story and the characters. And then I watched There Will Be Blood, which was also an amazing movie, but I felt like Paul Thomas Anderson was sitting next to me for much of the movie, like, elbowing me in the ribs, being, like, see, see what I did there? You see, I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? Like. There's no dialogue in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like that's pretty sweet, right? You know, <laughs> You're like I get it, I get it, but eh, you know, like I just, I don't know, man. That it's genius. just like that's the vibe, and so it's like you know, that, and that's just it, it's a totally personal thing. I, I get how what a genius he was, but yeah, and we're yeah,
1: we're not bagging on. <laughs> I was like, we're because no, I will, not I will totally, know. It's like I was saying, like, saying, I wasn't oh bagging
0: God. on Baum either. Bound does not a- fantastic movie it's just not for me
1: well no it's a yeah, it's yeah. a certain genre well no but i was gonna say um i think the only one on the list that i that i leave off is uh boogie nights because yeah. i i mean yeah. i
2: actually i like that
1: movie boogie nights one. is great <laughs> I, I love great that movie, movie. well
2: honestly my favorite of his movies is punch drunk love I think Punch Drunk, I, I love Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love is I a good, g- yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was It's great.
1: been way too long since I've seen it, Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I did really love Punch Drunk. I just, but you're right, like, there... What other movies funny does you he said, do? Um, Inherent Vice, I could not get through. I couldn't even yeah. finish it, and that really hurt, because I love Joaquin Phoenix. Um, And There Will Be Blood was... Yeah, when you were saying it was, it's so funny that because no, no country for old men, I felt like was a masterpiece. Like that, a movie, masterpiece. that movie, that movie had incredible. me on. I was so on edge that entire yeah. movie. I thought I was gonna have a panic attack, like, <laughs> but like in a yeah. good way. I don't. I know that that doesn't even make sense, but um, it makes perfect sense. People that know <laughs> that movie get it and they understand what I'm saying. Um, there will be blood was like I couldn't. I wanted to have a panic attack in a bad way. It just mm-hmm. it it was it was just uh and and Daniel Day Lewis is oh I love him I love him but whew, it was exhausting that movie was exhausting yeah it's exa- yeah it's,
2: it's not mean, a bad movie like, it, it felt, was just exhausting it was like it was like while well, no country felt like for me like no country felt like an effortless like I, I it was effortless for me to get through it and but you're 100 percent right where it was just like like the the scene where chigurh is talking to the guy behind the counter there's no music in that scene and you're and the whole time the first time you watch that movie and it doesn't because you know what happens you never get that experience again right the first time you watch no country for old men when anton chigurh is behind the counter and he's like mind fucking that guy behind the counter oh my god i am i was like he's gonna kill him he's gonna kill him i am like I am on the edge of my seat and there, and I don't know if you guys there's, there's no music in that scene. No, there's it nothing. Is it is two dudes talking. Yeah. And I am like, I am just riveted by what is happening. And that, that to me was just like, it was just, that was incredible. Uh, and I just, I felt like, I felt like no, like, like there will be blood. It just felt like very, like, it was trying very hard, you know? Um, I don't know. But again, it's like, it's beautiful. like, And again, I, I can't, I could never in a million years direct a movie like that. So but, you know, it is it is what it is. But but we all have like going back to what you're saying about monster movies. You just you have your you have your preferences. You have your tastes and and, and you know. Oh, Becky um,
1: loves them. Becky, she's
2: oh, a I'm giant. Mean, I'm all giant
1: monster. The thing. Godfather, Casino, yeah. Goodfellas. <laughs> now, Casino, I want to watch um, because casino you've told me about that, and that sounds is really good. Incredible, and Sharon Stone. Like for Sharon she, Stone she alone, she stole that movie. <laughs> I feel like she stole that movie. <laughs> she really did that, or the majority of that. Her and Joe Pesci, even though it's mostly De Niro, but yeah. yeah
2: I like, I like, I like the scene a lot. I like the Irish. I enjoyed the Irishman. My wife and I watched the Irishman when we were in London last, uh, like before pre-pandemic, whenever it came out um, that November. Uh, I thought the Irishman was really good.
1: It was a bit. Um I do feel like there could have been a couple of scenes that possibly could have been cut down a little bit. Uh it was a little long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I I overall really enjoyed it. I just thought that there yeah. were there were some scenes like that just really could have been like, okay, that there's like again, like the no dialogue. Like, I don't know why no dialogue stretched on for 20 minutes. Like I get it, yeah. But that could have we could have Cut that down a little bit, but that was good, and I really liked the story. And I and I didn't, you know, I, I you know, it, bringing about a new audience. Not not many people around our ages knew a lot about the Jimmy Hoffa thing, and you know, I had to ask my dad about a lot of it because he's like, oh yeah, that was a whole big, you know, because we didn't know. A lot of us don't yeah don't have any idea unless you you know may may have learned a little bit a little bit about it in school, but you know, yeah,
2: I didn't. I mean, you you heard the name. Right. It's, it's it's referenced so many times, but I didn't know. I really didn't know the story about him at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was very interesting. I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, those guys are all just such powerhouses, and I, I loved that idea that you know, you know, it's like you do these you do these wicked things, and 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 karma's gonna get you one way or the other. Oh yeah. You know. Um, you know. It's. Uh, I, I I remember I read an article. About Joss Whedon a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, and it was, mm-hmm. that was kind of the, that was also kind of the illusion was that like you know if you if you treat people a certain way you know it's gonna catch it's gonna catch you one way or the other you know and 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 it's either gonna catch you you know, it's either it's either going to catch you going, you know, on your way up or it's going to catch you on your way down. And, then, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's very true. Um, Is it like you're you know, when you're powerful, you know, it may not it may not be catching you. But the moment that that people don't have that fear of you anymore, you know, nobody's going to be looking to give you a hand on the way on the way down. So
1: Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Weinstein. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You can't. Anymore, you yeah, you
1: sure. don't hold that anymore. People aren't afraid of you anymore, and they're just like, "Yeah, well, you know, ill. You don't have that power, so you're. Yeah. You're HS are your- ill. Yeah. Harvey
0: is ill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Big time ill.
0: Ill. Um.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Gross. Okay. So we do not need to segue into that guy or Joss Whedon because oh, God no, because <laughs> <laughs> gross. Um. <laughs> but um. Back to witness infection. I yeah. wanted to talk about um how much I loved Aaron Hayes and Tara Strong's characters I know. more so in the fact that I hated them. Right? Like yeah, yeah. they were so I'm I'm one of these people that love when there's a character that you just despise so much and then they get it in the end. Like it right. just—I have seen so many movies like that where, like, in the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, if the killer don't get them, or if something doesn't happen to them at the end of this movie, because I yeah. really hate this character." And especially Tara's—like, she she's so brilliant, and she made the, she made you hate, she made you hate
0: her. I know I was <laughs> like, "Please be a good kill scene, <laughs> please."
2: <Yeah. laughs> Aaron, Aaron was Aaron. They cut. It was so funny because. Carlos kept going. I think, because uh, because uh, Patricia didn't have, uh, you know, she did not have the the role in the movie. You know, you kind of see her at the beginning and then you you catch her at the end and stuff like that. And Carlos kept talking about when we were we were getting going. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have Aaron Hayes." I'm like, "Aaron, she's on like a fucking CBS sitcom right now. Like, she's gonna come and do this movie for two days." I was like, "All right. I mean, listen, Carlos, I trust you." and you know, we'll find somebody when she tells us no. Uh, and then she <laughs> said yes. And and then, and then you know, she, she actually, you know, called us up and she goes, hey, I have some ideas. She's like, I feel like they're, you know, like, she's like, I think we can add a little something for Patricia that, like, just, you kind of get where she's coming from. And because he's, she's like, she feels very, like, one note right now. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then she came up with that whole idea, of, like the confession scene with Father Mike. And I love and that I, scene. was so damn funny. Oh my god, and I mean, love it, that and scene. That was all. That was, that was all. Aaron. Like she was just like the whole like David's bridal. Thing. I still every time I watch the movie, and she goes, "I walked into David's bridal." I mean, what you know? What's David gonna do? You know? And I'm like, "God damn it!" That is funny. <laughs> uh, I just laugh. And there's two things that I laugh at every single time. Still, and I've seen the movie after editing it thousands of times. I love when she goes, I walked right into David's bridle. I mean, what's he gonna do? I think that is so funny and then there's the other scene and I put it in the trailer too, when Carlo reaches in and he looks at the gun and he points the barrel down his face. Oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> he's, make, he's like going and put it down every time. I still laugh at it the the delivery from Rob was so was so funny there. So um yeah, yeah, that Aaron is amazing. I, I, I she's a, and, she, and Tara is too. I've I've actually been lucky enough to work with Tara a few times on some of like Carlos's like short form stuff. And every single thing that she's ever done with him is just she's just she just owns it. She's so good. So. Oh, I wanted uh,
0: to tell I wanna you before.
2: A, I, you... I want to do a version of because she's great. You know, she's a she's a huge voiceover artist. Yes. I want to do a version of Roxanne with tara but like she is like she plays like a voiceover artist and then she like she like falls in love with a guy but he falls in love with her best friend and so she has to like play her best friend you know like in different like different voices and stuff like that because <laughs> uh, roxanne's my favorite movie of all time so like everything I've i would love i'm into that oh, yeah, i'm very much God, God. What, I'm what a great
1: Roxanne, concept do, do it Is
0: there a GoFundMe page?
2: (laughs) I know. I'm for it. Do you know any super wealthy people? We could get this going right away. Um,
0: Andy, do you have a PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, I do. He's like, as a matter of, like, a matter
1: of fact, pay-pal. <laughs> PayPal. Andy Palmer at. No. <laughs> That's right. That's
2: right.
0: Um, Andy, I wanted to tell you before I forget to off-track on uh Camp Coldbrook. A friend of mine the other day, I told her we were interviewing you for Witness Infection. And, um, I said, we interviewed him before for Funhouse Massacre and Camp Coldbrook. I'm like, which were two absolutely fucking incredible films. And she watched Camp Coldbrook and she absolutely fucking loved it. And I just wanted to tell you that.
2: Well, tell her thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad she liked it. Uh, I love Camp Coldbrook and I'm so glad. I'm really glad. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, you know, that one, that one has a lot of. I, I love that one for a lot of different reasons, you know, working with Joe Dante and, and Chad and Danielle were amazing. And then getting to work with Mike Ureed again and, uh, uh, and Eric, uh, or, uh, uh Cordy Gaines and stuff. So yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan of that one. That movie,
1: that movie along with like witness infection, like it, it took two things that are close to my heart. Like, for me personally, and I've said this before a lot, there's there's always something, not just me, but of course with other people, like if you have a personal connection to a movie, it makes it all the more special because it's something that you can connect to. And uh, yeah. Camp Coldbrook with the whole, I mean, I've been su- I've been a big fan of all the, you know, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventure, oh, you yeah. name it. I've watched all of them from the first episode. And uh, it, it took the best elements of that and and put wow, it into right. Camp Coldbrook. And then Well it was raven Counters
0: meets Friday the 13th. Right, it was absolutely
1: right. perfect. And then um with Witness Infection, with again taking like my love of like the mobster movies, the mafia movies. I mean even to to you know I know we keep circling back around it's like six degrees of Goodfellas, but <laughs> um, you know, the end of it, it's sort of like at the very end of Goodfellas, because we know it's based on a true story, Henry Hill and yeah. And uh he goes into witness protection at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. you know, there's that whole thing where he talks about, you know, I ordered spaghetti and I get noodles with marinara sauce and you know, it's Is it's, this secretly a sequel? So it like <laughs> no, but like really that was that was the that was the very me and my husband both it was like the very first thing that popped into both of our heads, like, oh, this is hilarious. Like how yeah. it just kind of circled, <laughs> I mean, like literally circled back around to good fellas, them being in witness protection. The, um, just Brett Ernst's character. I mean, just that like meathead. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. He
1: uh, played. The, brother,
2: yeah, the, the meathead brother. God, he played
1: know. that. <laughs> he, he cracked me up. The, he was really, really, really funny in that, in, in yeah, witness protection. Brett,
2: Brett, Brett is super funny. And Brett is like, uh, he is. He's such a—he's um, just such a pro. He—the day that he was at the groomers that we shot at the groomers, he had come. He was in in like Eastern Europe doing like a stand-up show, like a tour. I think it was like a U. Might have been like a U.S.O. tour or something like that. But he was in like Eastern Europe, and then he flew to the U.S. and then he flew to Vegas. He couldn't get a flight that he needed from. Uh, like from the east coast to vegas and so he literally drove from vegas to to temecula where we were shooting just for that just for that day and it was crazy like i mean and uh, like straight like literally it was like europe to america america to vegas and then drove to drove to uh to to temecula and 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 made made the call time and he was just like you know he was, I'm sure, exhausted, and then in the moment that the cameras rolled, he was just like, boom, boom, turned it on, and he was so good.
1: Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's brutal. That is yeah. brutal. We did a 14-hour drive back from Massachusetts, and I, that, <laughs> you literally, Casper, I think. I did 13 of those hours, because I didn't want your, your
0: back to hurt, and I was just being generous, and then, like, in the 13th hour, she looked
1: at me, and she said, pull over. She's like, you were going to kill us. (laughs) Andy, she had one eye open. (laughs) I was terrified. I I was terrified. My
2: wife will bust me all the time. Like, I I feel like I'm good one minute, and then the next minute, I do this thing where I tilt my head up, and I'm looking kind of out of the bottom of my eyes, and my wife's like, God damn it! You're gonna murder us pull, pull over. I'm like, All right, fine.
0: As soon as you're I right, pulled over and got in the passenger seat, I don't remember anything. Yeah.
1: I was like, "We haven't yeah. even hit Columbus yet. I don't want to die before we at least hit Columbus." And then my dumbass had to
0: didn't request off work, so I get home at three thirty in the oh, morning and had no. to get up at six thirty. Oh. And went to That's work brutal. the next day, and then I was literally just kind of. Sitting there staring at my computer and not moving, and my coworkers like, "You yeah. good?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> we,
2: I've definitely done that before, and like, uh, you know, I, we did a, a one year we went to Horror Hound out by you guys in uh, in Ohio, and uh, and then we the only flight we could get back was a, it was like a five a.m. It was like a five a.m. flight out of out of Ohio back to L.A., which got me back to like. LA at like eight thirty nine a.m. LA time, but I had I was working on a show for VH1, and so I had to be at work at ten. Again, oh my god! Oh my god! And I don't I like everybody's like, well, you sleep on the plane, and I'm like, dude, I'm a fat guy. I'm not sleeping on planes. Planes are the most uncomfortable things on God's green earth for me. I am up, you know. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, I, that may have been the longest day in the history. I, of, of working for me because like, it was just like you're just editing I was just in this room with no windows you know oh. and I'm just I'm just I'm trying to focus on editing this scene and I was like I, I definitely probably fell asleep on my desk like one, once or <laughs> twice uh, I know I know that feeling there's just no worse feeling than uh, fighting that well not <laughs> only was that. it so, that forget, but we like, Brett, to do that Was uh, that was very very cool of him to do
0: we had to oh, drive okay. back After staying at the Borden house.
2: Oh yeah,
1: we didn't sleep. So
0: we we barely slept. Like I listen, Andy, listen. So everyone's asleep, including Becky, who has passed out next to me. It is two thirty in the morning. And all my brain is going, bitch, you better fall asleep before three AM. You're not gonna be awake in this motherfucking house at three AM
2: by yourself.
0: And I was like, Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep.
2: you guys are vol- you guys voluntarily
1: were just like we're gonna sleep at a murder house we did we did wow. yeah, yeah. We, we sure did, did. well we, we did it. I do it again we didn't sleep though that's the that, we passed yeah. out, out from, from exhaustion preface that's, um that's, that's, the takeaway. <laughs> that's the takeaway uh there was no sleep uh i think i passed out for a good two hours and then yeah
0: it was insane too because when we woke up the sun was Right, and I was like, Oh my god, it's gotta be 7 a.m. It was five. I was like, Oh, right. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right, we're in
1: Massachusetts. Is this, oh, east, okay. this is east oh. coast. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty brutal. It was fine, it was fine.
0: And Chucky was sitting in the chair, so we put him in a chair. Now, there were children, like the, the spirits that we dealt with were children. For anybody that hasn't heard this story already um,
1: 8,000 times, but right? Go ahead,
0: Chucky was sitting in the chair, and he was cold. He was oh, wow. freezing cold.
2: I just, nope, nope, don't like that. And <laughs> like
0: it, it was really funny because after the trip, i pretty much kept him
1: since.
0: <laughs> Becky's husband not was not like,
1: <laughs> I was curious, yeah, so for somebody that's you a, guys are brave.
2: You guys are much braver than I. I was gonna I
1: say, for someone that's a I horror director,
2: I don't sleep in murder houses. You
1: don't, you wouldn't do any, like, Ghost overnight, hunt nope. haunts and a
2: nope. De- nope. I believe in nope. it all. I'm actually. I've <laughs> been working on. I've been working on a new project, uh, and it's a lot of like just like it's just a lot of like details working. So I always like like a lot of people like to listen to music. I like to actually just have like some show playing in the background. Just it just kind of like keeps my brain. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It just cures my ADD a little bit. So I've been watching the. Original unsolved mysteries again. This is now the second time that I've now gone through the entire Robert Stack unsolved mystery since it was released. Really, you know, like I watched it as a kid and it was like it terrified me. <laughs>
1: oh, and me then too. When it came out
2: on Amazon. I watched it the whole series once and now I'm rewatching it again because these cases just fascinate me and they give me so many good ideas for for movies. But I will tell you that I have a fucking hard cutoff of when the sun goes. Down. I don't watch Robert Stack unsolved mysteries after the sun goes down because I will get. Scared. I everything. Every shadow will be a murderer clearly coming in the door, (laughs) and I still have nightmares like with Robert Stack's voice narrating them. Like you know. uh, So no, no murder houses. None of that for me. I'm a. I'm a big chicken.
1: So it's so funny how um, when I. (laughs) when I talk about Robert Stack to my dad versus the memories that my dad has of Robert Stack, uh, my dad is yeah. 74. Robert Stack to my dad is Elliot Ness from the Black and White yeah. Untouchable show. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 For me, Robert Stack terrified my childhood. So oh my I, God. I get oh it. My God. Yeah,
2: the original, I totally get it. The original Unsolved Mysteries, I still, I've now, like I said, I've watched this three times. This is my third time watching it. I'm a 41 year old, soon to be 42 year old man. I still get goosebumps at the music. I, it is voice. Really oh yeah. Music still gives me goosebumps. The sick, they shoot up. They shot on 16 millimeter film. It's still completely all the recreations completely hold up. Uh, the stuff, the stories, the, the they're still haunting. Yes. Uh, and and the nice thing about the new one is that like so many of them have updates that did not have updates when I was a kid because, you know, DNA evidence, DNA evidence has, like, solved, like, half of the murders on that fucking show. Yep. Um, But, man, it it was just so, it's so well executed. My buddy, Justin Janowitz, who actually, he was a DP, uh, he shot two days on witness infection, all the stuff at the Sorelli household, or not Sorelli, the Mule household at the winery. Justin shot because my, my, uh, uh, DP Philippe was shooting a commercial because it was a big pickup. Uh, the the winery was a pickup scene that we did because uh, we we couldn't get the um, we couldn't get the winery when we were first shooting the movie. But Justin Jenowitz shoots the new Unsolved Mysteries. He's one of the he's a DP on the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. So mm-hmm. I like I'm always like pumping him for info, but he won't he doesn't give me shit because he's got a you know it's an NBA thing. But yeah, right. so, uh, it's, cool. <laughs> it's cool to know somebody that's like tied into that that legend, you know? Um, oh, that's so So,
0: awesome. so can I ask you something though? Yeah. Would you go to one of those places during the day?
2: No, no, well, no, I go to like the Lizzie Borden house during the day. I don't like haunted houses. Like I don't think like things that jump out at me um, at all. I don't go to like, even at universal studios where it's like child's play. I don't, I don't no, I don't go to those. Cause I don't think like things jump out at me. I will tell you that my wife has a video of me, at the wax museum at, at, at Madame Tussauds wax museum in London. And they had this like one tunnel where you go down and it was like dedicated to the movie alien. And I made it a quarter of the way through it. And then just walked right back out and was like, nope, no, nah, there's an alien's going to jump out at me. I don't, I don't need this. I don't need, I don't that need this.
1: Andy, it's, you know what? I went to, uh, what was that? So it would have been 2019. So it was before, right. The year before, when we went to the, to the Boarding house. No, to dent. Oh, to. It was
0: 2018.
1: You it know, was twenty eighteen sure? and, and how
0: on and uh, Christmas twenty eighteen. Because um,
1: remember, no, no, it was twenty nineteen.
0: I'm reading twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Confused. Yep, forgive me. Yeah, it was 2020, a lot of people 2020 at twenty
1: twenty didn't happen. Um, 2020 is like it's like I don't it know what just what that didn't was. happen at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah like, so don't.
2: 2020 is a mulligan of history. It's just like it now nah, do over. Pretty much
1: is. Um yeah, yeah, the end of the end of 2019, Andy, I was going to say that was pretty much the first haunted house I ever went to. At 35. And you Man. liked it ever. Well, I can't say ever. I went to one again, another story I've told 80 billion times. Um the first haunted house, I don't do jump out at me either. I don't know if it's like a yeah. PTSD thing with me, but I just Nope, I don't do that. um uh I, really I had a,
2: a, it's a, it's a pee my pants thing. I and, that you know, me, it's just a, and that I too and that too
1: and i'm I'm an older woman now too so I really can't have things jumping out at me because I will pee my pants and uh sure. it's I had or jump a, in my arms and knock my glasses. I out. was about ten, <laughs> nine or ten years old and had a like full on well no, I was about 10 or eleven actually went to a haunted house as a kid and uh, like had a full on panic attack in the haunted house. Like it was just a bad experience. So um, now as a like grown up, like for years, I was like, I'm never going to go to another haunted house. Never going to go to another haunted house. Went and had really loved it. And I think it's because I paid more attention to what was going on as far as It was a very detailed—Dent Schoolhouse is a really popular one uh, in Ohio, and it's a really detailed old building. Yeah, no problem. Um, I've told this story before. But um, just for our listeners, like, Dent is a really detailed haunted house, and I was so much more ingrained with what was going on in the background that I didn't even pay any attention to any of the scares. And then if anybody actually was getting scared, that made me laugh. So it was like, it helped with... (laughs) I jump at the noises.
0: The noises are so loud. They catch me off guard. And that's what makes me scream. And that's what makes me jump the whole fucking time. She's behind me, literally doubled over, sobbing, laughing. And I'm like, I'm not even scared. It's these fucking noises. They're so
1: loud. They scare the shit out of me. But it wasn't just you, because there was a group behind us, and it was almost the same exact thing. It was every time somebody would jump out, and I think it was like a group of teenage girls. And it was just every time, just every time they were screaming and they were screaming at everything for some reason. As scared as they got, <laughs> I guess it displaced how scared I was. So I just laughed the whole time. So the more scared everybody else was, it just was funny to me. So You're welcome. it helped. You're welcome. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs> and I want to go back now, but I mean, I'm going to hold all off. haunted houses. I'm going to hold off with it because... I know some haunted houses are opening back up again, or will be by the time. I mean, I don't know. This October, most more most people should be vaccinated by then, so it probably won't be as much I would of a be problem. comfortable, if, as long as I'm still kind of into the mask thing right
0: now, I would be comfortable doing it in October if people still wear masks.
1: I'm down for that, too. Yeah. I
0: honestly would, because by that point, most people are going to be vaccinated, yeah, and... Okay. I would still appreciate the six foot thing, but I'm not gonna be as adamant about it because right. if you're still wearing masks, you're still more protected than we were last year. Very true. I yeah. mean, I don't want to go to I kinda of don't want to go to dance only because it's literally like person against person. Like you're it's just it's so cramped. Yeah, you're in there. You're
1: elbows to assholes with yes. everybody. <laughs> Even in line. Yeah.
0: Oh, Even for in line. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so probably more um but i want you i would love to take I'm, you to that uh hayride the haunted hayride outdoors the okay. one in, this year? is a woman is that really perfect i'm back
1: oh great awesome no
0: okay we're good all right
1: you are totally you're totally fine we were we were just talking about sharing haunted house experiences and uh yeah so i totally get it with the haunted house but let me
0: let me tell you a story andy about a dark tunnel Yes. So last year, me and Becky went to Waverly Hills in Louisville, Kentucky, and they showed us. So what is what is it called? Is it called the Death Tunnel? Yeah. Um. At the at one part of the sanatorium, there is an area called the Death Tunnel, and basically that's where they rolled all the bodies. You know, as they would they would get so many bodies, and they would take those bodies down and dump them at the end. Um, oh, wow. So that's part of, like, me and Becky were, like, talking and I was like, we're going to regret it if we don't go down there. Um What's really funny is the first time we opened the door and started walking into that area, we were like, nope, nope, nope. And we walked out. As we were walking away, the door behind us, now, mind you, everyone that's been around us, like, everyone that we went there with, were not in that area. It was just us. Um, the door behind us slammed.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, no, that would get me.
0: <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, do you want to go back? And she said, yes. No, yeah. but yes. <laughs> so, Andy, we went back and we went down. Actually, we waited about a fourth into the tunnel ourselves. She told me this bitch told me to turn my flashlight off
1: oh wow
2: and oh, turn
0: wow. on my EVP recorder and I was like, okay I was wow. like I mean I will wow. So I there, did
2: there was a, there was an old skit on Saturday night Live called Bad Idea Jeans. There's all sorts of bad idea jeans right here.
0: <laughs> I remember that and I turned the flashlight off and I turned on my EVP and we were talking and we heard voices. And I, I remember telling her, there's no way those could be voices coming from upstairs because of how deep, like, how far down we were. Um, and then all of a sudden, she took off. I heard her go, oh, fuck that. And she ran. Meanwhile, I I have no idea what's going on. It's pitch black. I can't see. I turn on my flashlight and she's like, do you not hear something running after us? And I'm like, what the fuck? And I started running we caught it on our EVP recording too. There are footsteps running at like at the very, very end. You can hear Man. footsteps starting to run, and she heard it, but I didn't audibly hear it. But she did. They started running at us.
2: Man, nope, don't like that. Now I would have nope. That would have scared the crap out of me.
1: Yeah, it was
0: pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I was like, you, you, you ran, and she's like, I couldn't help it. I'm like, no, it's okay. I was just so confused.
2: <laughs> oh man, that is that's terrifying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm the biggest. That's funny making making these scary movies and stuff, but I'm a, I am a real life chicken when it comes to all that <laughs> stuff because right, I believe it all. Like I'm just like ghosts. Yep, alien. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I just, I believe, I believe it all. You know, um, so well, that's good to uh, hear.
1: I mean, most people don't, and that that sometimes makes it harder because you get personal experiences that you don't capture, and if people don't believe in it, and they're like, oh, it's horseshit, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I get it, you just, I, some people have to have their own experiences to, to, to really believe it if they don't, or some people are like, you know what, I believe it, I don't need to have an experience, you and my husband are like, on the (laughs) same page, he's like, no, I'm, I'm cool, you have fun with the Scooby-Doo gang, and and uh, I'll just be sitting here playing Minecraft. So, uh, yeah, totally. yeah. Totally. Um, I did want to ask a quick question about uh, working with Rob. I, you know, I I did happen to, you know, I like I took a, a look at his IMDB and he was um, on How I Met Your Mother and did a couple of other things. Um, And if, you know, if no one listening has put two and two together when you see Belushi, he is that Belushi. He's Jim Belushi's son. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. who I am a I mean, if you're not a Jim Belushi or John Belushi fan, like you're canceled forever. Um that is the so, true cancel culture. It's true. Um <laughs> what was it like work? I mean, I he like I said, I was not this was the first thing I ever, ever, ever saw him in. I, you know, I I I I watched a little bit of how I met your mother, but um I wasn't familiar with him prior to this. How was it like working with with him?
2: Yeah, it was it was really it was it was interesting uh, working with Rob. I like Rob uh, a lot, and uh, Rob, you know, just like just like Jim and just like John, uh, you know, he, he's trained at Second City, and so he is like a master uh, improv uh, improvisational actor. Uh, he I think he teaches at Second City, um, oh, wow. and, uh, uh, and so he's you know, he's an incredibly smart guy. And um, but the thing was about Carlo. Was that Carlo is? The, he's the, the audience in this movie. You know, every every movie has to have the barometer of where the audience needs to be. Uh, you know, every there's a there's a character in the movie that's like, "Yep, you're the you know you're the audience right now." You know, and um, and so Carlo is he plays it very straight. And Rob has some really funny moments, but he's not outwardly funny in the movie. He's very subtle in the movie, and I think. Rob was not used to playing that type of role. I think Rob is used to being the really funny guy. And so a lot of like when we were working together, especially at first, he kind of was like, you sure that's it? We're good? I'm like, yeah, man, nailed it. It was great. Um, and and he was, I think, like a little reluctant. Like he was worried that he wasn't coming across, across very well and stuff like that. Because I think he's just used to playing much more much more broad, much more funny and stuff like that. Uh, and then when we had our Captain crew screening, he came up and he's like, yeah, that's um, shit, man, that works. And I was like, yeah, it, it, it does. It, it works, you know? Um, so it was definitely, it was a challenge in that respect. Because I think it was, it was not a comfort. I think it was harder for Rob because all of these other, all of these other comedic actors were completely in their comfort zone and he was maybe not in his, you know, he was like, completely in his element and not in his comfort zone because it was just not a, a character that he was used to playing. Uh, and so, uh, I think that was, I think that that was a little challenging, but it was like, he just fucking nailed it. You know, he's just, he's so vulnerable and so kind of genuine and, and you really, you, you give a shit about him and you give a shit about Gina and, uh, and that's, that's what I wanted to come across, you know? So that was, it was really cool. It was really cool getting to work with him and I definitely, um, I'd love to do other stuff with him. Like, I'd love to do something where he was just like, he got to just improv more and stuff like that. But he, he still did. I mean, he still has, he has some, he has some really funny lines uh, that he came up with for the movie.
1: Oh, I thought so. Yeah, for sure. But I can see that he, his, and that was very specific to his character. You could tell, but he had, yeah, to you mean, that you he needed, was a little bit you needed
2: more... some grounding. because right. like, Everybody's so broad. It's like, You you slip into satire when you don't have anything that's grounding it. And so it's like when you have Carlos, who plays Mr. Shirelli, is so broad. Brett is so broad. Patricia, Philomena, um, even Vince in in our little Scooby-Doo gang is broad. It's like you need Carlo and Gina to be the normal, the normies. To just be like, you see all this ridiculousness around us, but here's, you know, right. here's, how, here's how we are responding in the real world, you know? <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and so, if, if he was super broad too, then it just, the movie just kind of slips into a, it, it just slips into a satire almost, you know? And I, so I wanted to try to keep it, um, some level of grounding going on.
0: Well, I I think it worked. I, I, I absolutely do. do. I think the whole movie worked, because like I said before, even though I'm not a big mobster fan, I absolutely fucking loved this movie. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was hilarious, and I, I'm I a big zombie fan. so.
2: Well, and I think mobster... I'm, so, I'm so glad. I really appreciate that, guys. We, we and I'm not
0: just saying that point. either. I'm not just like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stroke his ego, even though I'm not a mobster fan. No, for well, real. I, I really we do we like all, it.
2: We all, we all talk enough. I know, I know. You, you guys, I know you, you guys are, <laughs> are <laughs> real. we all, we all hang, we all hanging up. I know what's up going on there, <laughs> but
0: that's I, right. We hang out all the time every day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, uh, but no, no, I, I appreciate it. You guys are, you guys are always the best. And yeah, it is. It's a, it's a fun movie. And it was like, it was such a, it was kind of the perfect, you know, perfect thing. It was, it was, it was interesting coming back for me as a director because, you know, it was definitely a smaller movie than cold Brook and fun as far as like budget goes. And so it was, it was interesting to go back to like those challenges of doing a, you know, a much lower budget movie uh, where everybody's just kind of rolling up their sleeves and, and, you know, you don't have a crew member for everything. It's just, everybody's kind of a Swiss army knife and, you know, Carlos, you know, Carlos, who's, you know, completely funding the movie out of his out of his own pocket is the one that's sitting there, you know, during the, 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 the car process scene at night, you know, just rocking, you know, he's he's just rocking the car back and forth because you don't have another you just don't have another body to do it, you know. So and it was like the Sorelli household was like our production designer's house, you know? I mean it was all these things that were just um you know, you, everybody just kinda of bands together and, and uh and makes a good movie. So it was it was fun to go back and do that.
1: Well you're getting, I mean I I totally didn't know that and it worked. I think that I mean, Casper and I have both said time and time again, there are so many low budget films that just nail it. As long as the storyline is right, the acting is right, the editing's right, it it can all come together no matter what. It just it it works. And uh that was really interesting to know that the cast had you know, this familiarity with with each other, because that really played in, you could tell that everybody, you know, everybody got along. And then, yeah. like you said, with you stepping in as the director, it, um, I would think that that would make it easier a little bit that everybody did, you know, there wasn't like any major conflicts or anything to work on, on top of having to have this low budget, because everybody really did have to pitch in and work together so you know ho- hopefully for you that made things easier
2: yeah I mean it was you know everything is like you know everything is uh is an in that regard it was it was a, it was a collective of people that were all doing this because they love Carlos they love Jill uh and, it, and we shot it over in between Thanksgiving and like New Year's and so like Hollywood kind of shut, after Thanksgiving, Hollywood kind of shut down, most shows go down, uh, and stuff like that, so a lot, so people had the time, you know, uh, which was nice, you know, but on the flip side, it's like, there. anything else is also going to have its challenges, and our challenge was that it's a low, it's a really low budget movie that we shot in 15 days, and there's a ton of locations, there's a ton of background extras, uh, there's a ton of zombie effects, there's fighting, there's stunts, there's you know, it's a really ambitious movie. And that was, that was kind of, that was the challenge. Uh, And and more than anything, was just like, how do, how do we, you know, do all this? Like, for instance, the, the interior of the bar where Rose, you know, where Rose works, we have that big balance, that big battle. We got that location for like $500 a day. It was an amazing, amazing deal, but it was like an Elks lodge, uh, you know, here in LA and we were allowed to shoot from 4 a.m., and we had to be, like, wheels up, everything back to exactly the way we had it um, by, like, 3 p.m. And so, like, a normal shooting day is 12 hours, you know? And so it's, like, to be able to, like, fit those that massive scene in that bar in two, you know, two 10-hour days, really. I mean, not even that, because it's, like, by the time you get everybody ready, you're only shooting for, like, eight hours, you know? Uh, so it was just, like we were just going like a bat out of hell. Uh, I remember the last night, which was, was the last night of shooting was at the winery and it was like the scene where the, the, the zombie goes into the water and they're all tied up at the dock and the whole thing with Mr. Sorelli and, and Carlo. It was a ton, ton of pages. And, car, and, and poor um, Rob, he had a, he was actually, he, had, he did have to work because uh, that was a pickup. That was like after uh, the new year. And so he was going to be on, I can't remember what show he was going to be on, but he was going to be on some show and he had like a call time, um, at like 10 AM. And so he had to be out by 4 AM. And so again, it was just like fitting in this massive amount of, uh, you know, massive amount of work in a short amount of time. So it's just, it's a lot of everybody just being like, you know, being completely focused and just, and just cruising. So it's, uh, movie making is very slow. And, um, you know, to do things fast is, is tricky.
0: Well, speaking of movie making, do you have anything new that's coming up soon that you can talk about, or...?
2: Well, I... There's... I have stuff in the works. Um, I have one project that looks, like, very good that it's gonna go. I don't... I never tell... The money's in the bank, and, and we're on location at a... You know, on a location scout. Uh, I never count my chickens, but, uh, there's potential that I'm leaving in a couple weeks to start pre-production. Um, so I can't, I can't say too much more other than that, but it is a, it's actually not a horror movie. It's my first just straight comedy, which I'm extremely excited about. And we have some really good, amazing actors and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it goes, I'm hoping it goes. I think, I think it's going to go. We're, we're just in those like last contract phases. And then I have a couple other scary, uh, scary movies um, that are looking pretty good too. But I can't talk too much about them. So, so the answer is yes, but I can't say too much.
0: Yay! We get to have you on again. Yeah. You're getting closer to the jacket. I know. right? <laughs> I
2: know. I'm getting. I, I listen. I'm I'm getting really close to that jacket. I'm Feeling pretty good.
0: Imagine him wearing that jacket on
1: on set, though.
2: That would be. I, I'll wear it. Oh, I'll wear it. <laughs>
1: That would be pretty dope, and we would hold you to it. Just I'd be singing. like, pictures, pictures,
2: please. Just <laughs> saying. Absolutely, it's, it'll happen. I'm ready. D, what was? It would just like, would it be like the initials would be like D T O on the back, you know? No, D T F O.
0: D Wait, don't. D, no, O. No, D F D F T O.
2: I don't know how to spell.
1: <laughs> D F W T O. Yes. It confuses yeah. us sometimes too, so yeah. Sometimes totally we it. like
0: to don't fuck, don't, with the fuck original. Yeah, with the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just
1: move it's them memorable. around. It's not <laughs> Well, did you have anything else to ask him? Um, actually, yeah, there was, I did, I did have a question as far, I mean, and this has, this, I, I know we've gone off the movie a little bit, but what we did talk about the movie, I was really excited to talk about. And if anybody hasn't seen Witness Infection, you must see it. Um, did you say it was on Tubi?
2: It is on? No, no. Or, what on is it streaming TV, on? It just, it's on all the VODs. So all the VODs. Uh, okay. iTunes, uh, Fandango Now, awesome. Voodoo, Amazon, uh, Google Play, Microsoft, anywhere you can rent, rent cable, all the cable outlets and stuff like that. Awesome.
1: Is it bad that when awesome. someone says
0: fang- Fandango, I immediately do that stupid thing at the beginning of films that they used to do?
1: Fandango, yeah. all the movie tickets, uh, all the movies. Oh, t- why did I forget? <laughs> I actually forgot. Oh my god, this is. It's been. It's just been too long that we've all been in a theater that I completely <laughs> forgot about that. It just kind of like went out of my brain. Um, are there any? movies that I know you mentioned um Innocent Blood definitely going to watch that yeah. um are there any other movies that you've that you watched as a kid that you think or that you can think of that maybe inspired any past movies you've done I like that Oh question.
2: yeah I mean for sure um I I mean all of them cuz I'm just like a I'm like a pop culture nut you know so it's like all of my movies are really just other movies, you know, repackaged. I mean, I'm not, Love you that. know, I'm not a tra- I'm not a trailblazer. I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, "Oh, this is I mean, I will describe things to people, you know, when we're like getting ready to shoot and like, "Oh, this is the scene from blah 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 when blah, you know, when blah did this." You know, like I I am um I'm all about that. So, I mean, yeah. So, we were talking about unsolved mysteries earlier. Camp Coldbrook, the um was completely when chad walks up at the end of the trailer for Haunt squad that was completely inspired by unsolved mysteries because oh my god robert stack would come out and it would be like this blue light behind him and yes he yes and he'd be like for every mystery there is a you know maybe it's you you know maybe it's you and stuff like that and so that scene where chad's like you know chad's like we take the you know we take the uh the illogical and make it logical that was a complete Fucking ripoff of Unsolved Mysteries. So, like that—that's one right there. Um, Love it. What else? I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like. Well, I mean, Funhouse Massacre is a complete when when Deputy Doyle shoots Rocco. That's a complete ripoff of it. Uh, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. In the script, it says Doyle's Raiders of the Lost Ark moment. <laughs> um, so you know that when that script was a, when Funhouse was originally written. Um, that the scene between Doyle and Rocco was supposed to be this giant brawl and all these people join in and he throws like some guy into a like a uh, a pile of kegs and the kegs like explode and they're like I mean it was this like completely intricate and we just we had not not, not the time or the budget to remotely do that uh and so you know you just have to start picking your battles and so I sat there with Ben the writer who he also played Doyle I said man this is our this is our Indiana Jones moment this is where (laughs) you think it's going to be a big brawl and he's just going to shoot Rocco dead with one shot you know (laughs) and and so that's what that's what we did so yeah I mean my movies are completely inspired by uh by other movies I'm a I'm a pop culture nut
1: and it shows. I, I mean, love that, though. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, and you and I are close enough in age that your movies, I, that was, that's kind of what framed my question, is because your movies, I picked up on that immediately, because I'm a, you know, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, so, I mean, all all of that pop culture stuff from early 90s, late 90s, into the, two. I mean, I was, that shaped all of my childhood. So, yeah. at this age now, almost 40, when I watch stuff that I remember from shows that I watched when I was a kid, I was like, oh my god, I re- that that was from this, or that was from this, or that was from this movie. Yeah. I personally love that. I, I think, and it kind of, it, it sort it like, brings you back to that moment in time. So, I, yeah, I picked I mean, up it, on that it, and loved it. I mean, you
2: know, listen, it's not, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing new, it's, um, you know when you start you start to see you know you start to see older movies. I mean even if you watch the Mandal- if you watch the Mandalorian now, which is fucking brilliant, but then you watch like old Kurosawa stuff, it, it's 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 just that's that's what Mandalorian is. It's like a, it's like a Kurosawa movie. It's you know, um, and so it's like you you take the you know you take the elements of these amazingly classic stories and then you just adapt them into you know the story that you're you're telling now. Um and you know, God, it, it, it sometimes works really well. <laughs> it sometimes works really well. I think *A Mandalorian* is brilliant. You know. Yes. Um, uh, you know, *John Carter*. I mean, you look at like *John Carter of Mars* was a was a huge, you know, uh, *Princess of Mars*. Well, the *John Carter* movie was was kind of a bomb. But if you look at like *Princess of Mars*, like so much of *Star Wars* and like all of these other sci-fi movies borrowed from that. And so like when *John Carter* came out, it was like, eh seen that and you're like well kind of but like all these other movies borrowed from it and so now it doesn't seem it doesn't seem fresh because all these other all these other amazing sci-fi movies borrowed these elements from uh from that kind of that classic story and stuff like that so you know it's um you're you're always sort of doing but i am i'm i'm really you know like i really do it where i'm just i i'll direct reference i mean you know there's a the there's one of my favorite lines, and this was just an improv line that I threw to Vince, was uh, when they think they've killed all the zombies, um, the la- the boyfriend comes from behind the counter and Rose, you know, cocks the gun and he goes, oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because it's, uh, that's, it's that moment again. And then it right. clicks and he goes, oh, Temple of Doom. And that, that and Temple of Doom, as they, they do that trope again, Indy reaches for his gun and it's not in his holster. <laughs> the two guys are with the swords. And so he has to like fight them. And so I'm like, you know, that's just, like, I just, I do that shit all the time. I'm I'm, I'm abusive
0: with (laughs) Yeah, but I love when movies do that. I love when movies reference other movies to the point where it's blatant, too. I love when they do that.
2: And again, like, that's the kind of stuff where it's, like, we, you know, some critics that, like, shit on Witness Infection, that's the stuff they shit on. They're like, I don't understand why everything has to be meta, and and you have to, like, reference all these other movies, do your own thing. And I'm like, fair enough, yes, but... That's just not me. Yeah. So, like I just, you know, I do what I do. Oh thanks, buddy. My dog I don't know if my dog's a genius or not, but he just turned on my light in my office. Just literally he was like, Dad, the sun's going down. I'm gonna turn on your light. He's you. a genius. Oh, so. Genius. Genius so, dog. Um yeah. So yeah, no, I think I thank you for uh, for seeing that and recognizing that because yeah, I I I, I lean into it pretty hard. <laughs> so
1: no. Well, I do. I love it. I do too. Good. Well, thank you, Andy. This was amazing. Um thanks um, for coming back on again. We really appreciate it. Um No, you
2: guys are the best. Uh, any any time anywhere, I'm there. You guys oh. are awesome and I love your show and I oh. um you guys are just the best. So Thank you. Andy
0: stop stop, stop it wrong. Stop. <laughs> Let me go so... going
2: down to any more tunnels, turning flashlights off
1: anymore. No. Like uh uh-uh. She I, I even wanna, said
2: to me, she I, I was want like, I'm like, alive so that I can get the jacket. You know?
1: Exactly. And she even yeah. said to me,
2: she's like, I
0: don't know what came over me to tell you to turn that off. I'm like, when you told me to turn off my flashlight, I was like,
1: Okay. Hey, we got we got Please. an experience though, didn't we? So something, something happened.
0: So... It did. You know, we
1: got that. <laughs> We well back. something happened to you. I was I, left in yeah. the fucking
0: dark. I was like, why are we yeah. why are we running? <laughs> why are you running? <laughs> why
1: are you running? <laughs> because there's footsteps coming really,
2: I, I think that's a healthy way to look at it, you know. I'm sure like the people on Titanic were like, Well, we got an experience <laughs> 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 You can't say that we didn't have a hell of a ride on this boat. Not at
1: all. That was yesterday, you know? Yeah, it was. And that was yesterday. So that's, that's funny. Shout out to the Titanic and uh, the many, anniversary. Wait a minute, let we'll see. Shout out to 1912, the- 1912.
0: Um, let's not do this nine, math. 109
1: <laughs> like, years. Hundred nine years. math right now. Um, But yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Can't wait to have you back on. Everybody, if you haven't watched. um, Camp Coldbrook is on 2 So is Funhouse Massacre. Yeah, Camp Coldbrook's
2: on 2 on is on Tubi. Yep. I think all my movies are on Tubi or Amazon Prime for free except for Witness Infection. Right. So uh, but Battle and the Find Me, Alien Strain if you if you if you so desire, uh, they're all on uh, they're all on there. For free. I told you
1: I enjoyed um, Alien Strain. So that was you did. <laughs> I loved I love Find Me. I I really so enjoyed
2: much. Alien Strain. So <laughs> I I you know man, Alien Strain I, it has, it has a, it has a place in my heart, but, uh, that was a, That's a whole, other, you could, we could do a whole other episode on that. <laughs> sure.
0: We'll do, we'll do um, like the Chronicles of Andy Palmer in every yeah, single we'll episode. Oh, just yeah.
2: say- wow. My mom will be like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> this is what I worked for my whole life. And that'll be it. It'll just be my mom. The audience of one.
1: Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Shout out
2: to Mom. Shout out to Mom (laughs) Ah, too funny. Too funny. You're like, listen, Andy, we were gonna do that Chronicles thing, but our viewership dropped ninety (laughs) seven (laughs) point five percent.
0: Hey, we were number ten in Iceland.
2: That's great. I love my wife and I are we're talking about doing our next like trip to Iceland, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be evidently what you're telling me is I'm gonna be huge there when I get there. (laughs)
0: Everyone's gonna landed, be like, "Oh my when God, I it's Andy Havana
2: Havana <laughs> I'm gonna be huge
0: there. Especially if you wear that jacket. Yes, <laughs> I
2: will. I will be wearing that jacket. I, I, I'll have to. Be. It's very cold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh gosh! I'm no, so, okay. I was like, I was like, don't die. I was I like, will, that's that's okay. what did it. That's what did it.
0: All right, Andy. Thank you is. so. Thank All you. Guys. Sorry, I, what?
2: I know. I said, "All right, guys." I was. I was signing oh. off.
0: <laughs> well thank, Andy, thank you so much again. Of course, we'll have you again. Can't wait to see your new projects coming up. Of course, we will one hundred percent support and every good luck. Day and luck with everything.
2: I appreciate it. I will uh, I will leak info as I can as I can to you guys.
0: And uh please give your dog pets for us.
2: <laughs> oh my god, I will. I I I'm actually gonna uh, I'll send you a picture of him because he's like my pride and joy. We adopted
1: yeah. him uh, five
2: months ago, and he's a nine year old pit bull, and his name is Hercules. Oh. and i I am like beyond my wife and I are beyond in love with this dog.
1: If you, you can know, adopt 20, a pity, 20, 20 adopt, adopt a pity.
2: Everybody adopt, should a, adopt pity. a pity. You absolutely. Oh my can. God there I'll never please. I'll never not have a pity. Like I, I will probably have other types of dogs, but I will never not have a pity. They are <laughs> legitimately the sweetest, most tender, loving dogs I've ever I've ever encountered um this dog is incredible so I'm gonna send a picture of him to you guys um and you can use that in lieu of a picture of me yeah. on the on the website because, you know, he's They're... way better looking. I am.
0: I will never <laughs> not accept pictures of animals. So by all means send oh. me all the pictures of your dog. <laughs> all right,
2: good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up now and I'm gonna sift through the eleven thousand <laughs> that I have on my phone and pick a good one about
0: Oh, awesome. All right, Andy, well we'll talk to you later. You have a good night. All
2: right, we'll talk to you all later. All,
0: all right, right, bye. bye.
1: Oh, my God, that was so much fun. Guys, go back and listen to episode 57, if you didn't already. Um, That was our first interview with Andy. This one was just as fun, if not more. Um, Yeah, the first one just got a whole background of a lot of his early stuff. This one was just a fun, laid-back episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'm glad we got to talk about witness infection, too. I'm so sorry if we pissed off any. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson fans, but too bad. Um, But the thing is, it's just like what I was saying. (laughs) No, I'm
0: joking. I don't don't get it. We clearly
1: were like, these are great films. We just don't like them. Well, and there's something I didn't want to, I didn't get a chance to to mention to Andy, but um, with Witness Infection, I feel like mobster movies are so fucking easy to make fun of. And I think that's (laughs) why Goodfellas over the years has become such a fucking comedy to me and my husband. Because they're just, they're cliché. They're so like, you know, you got the guys, hey man, this is Jimmy Two Shoes, and then the guys over here, what are you doing? And I mean, it's so like, after a while, so much of them are just kind of a parody in themselves. And they are incredibly except Casino. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, But certain ones are just so easy to make fun of. They're so cliché. You have so many of the same characters. And I think that's that's a part of what makes witness infection so perfect is that that is a genre that is so easy to make fun of. Guys, the very anybody that's a Sopranos fan out there, the very first episode, pilot episode of The Sopranos, was shot like a comedy. Yeah, it was shot like a comedy. The show got darker as it went on, and there's but even as dark as the show is, I know there's episodes I watched I still fucking laugh at. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It's just, that is a concept that is so easy to make fun of, and Witness Infection nailed it. They took every trope, every, forget about it. I mean, they took every, fu- the, ac- the accents, the phrases, the meat, the meathead, the food, the everything. They took every trope that you can make fun of with mobster movies, and they fucking nailed it. And then they added zombies, which is like, who doesn't fucking love a zombie trope? Zombie tropes work. They, I mean, they do. they do. They really are. Zombie tropes are great. Are you a knock? Are you uh, are you not a knock? <laughs>
0: I'm like, fucking. If I speak in fucking Japanese,
1: are you a knock? Are You selling Bibles? <laughs> fucking. Christ. But I love. This was fun. This was a blast. And, yes, um...
0: it was. I we Andy and what's really funny is I have a good friend named Chris. Um, at Horrorhound, he had he had uh, watched one of his movies prior and at horror hound they were screening Funhouse Massacre cuz Robert England was there and um that's when i met Andy chris introduced me to Andy and me and Andy have been kind of good friends ever since so i always tell chris i'm like you're the reason i even i even know Andy and Andy's been a great Hi, chris. dude so thanks chris um and Andy's a fantastic guy he's he's very um He's just fucking nice. He's not a fucking knock. Not at all. Not a knock. Not at all. But he's a great guy, so I can't wait to have him on for... I can't wait to see what he's doing. Me too. I'm excited. So, next week, we will be talking about the haunted location that we're going next year. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided to hit a prison this year and we're hitting a lunatic asylum next year.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're both like... <laughs> Guys, there's, you know, you watch anything out there, all the ghost shows have been there, it's places ridiculously haunted, um, you know, years in operation, a lot of abuses, a lot of stories. yeah.
0: This is the story of how Becky and Casper right? died.
1: I hope not. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Hope not, not, die. not there. <laughs> I can't die on vacation. No. Not at a lunatic asylum
0: either. <laughs> you motherfucking bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we'll be talking about the history of that location because, you know, we like to talk about the history of the locations that we go before we actually go so we can report back on experiences. that's two spots in
1: West Virginia, so... That wasn't planned. Give it that up, West sort of, Virginia. sort
0: of happened. They did. Yeah. We still need to go visit that cemetery in Indiana. Yeah, that was an old, only <coughs> episode. Yeah. Step, Step Cemetery. But so, of course, you know, before we say goodbye and before we get into the socials and all the fun stuff, we must have a word from all small <laughs> Calm your body down.
1: I was like an egg. And I was like, <laughs> um, so guys, I've been promoting by now the um body creams as a great shaving cream before and after, especially this summer. Everybody's getting ready. Weather's gonna start getting much, much warmer depending on what part of the country you're in. And um, you know, swimsuit season's gonna be here before we know it. So If you're looking for an all-natural, great shaving cream, something that you can even use after, something that's safe (coughs) for women to use in their bikini area, Calm Your bounty Down Body Cream is where it's at. All-natural ingredients, um, safe for your skin. Um, On Etsy, everything is on Etsy. Calm Your Body Down search. uh, Calm Your Body Down on Instagram. Um, And thanks again, guys. Bath bombs too, of course, but the body cream is gonna be great for the summer. Come everybody down. <laughs> it was like <laughs> that's kind of the theme tonight. There's so a lot, lot of flame going, going on. I had a lot before we started, and I'm glad I cleared it all out because that would have we both would have been a hot fucking mess.
0: You know what's time. terrible is every time you said it's been however long my brain always goes, it's been
1: <laughs> Every... I try not to. Time. I try so hard, but it's... You can't.
0: It's been. Um. Alright, guys. Well, of course you know our socials. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All that Don't Fuck with the Original. Make sure to give us a follow. Make sure to give Andy a follow. He is on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Palmer. Go watch his movies, because he's rad as fuck. And... Email. If you want to send us an email, dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And, of course, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Leave us a review, subscribe, and you will always know when we put out new episodes. Everyone have a great week. Happy May. Oh, my God, the chair. Okay, bye.